Did you actually listen to the episode, Colton? I listened to the first 15 minutes. You motherfuckers. I listened to the first 15 minutes before I even posted it. And then I got distracted and realized I had to post it. Right. So you still only listened to 15 minutes. This doesn't make That's it any better. That's at least half of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when you listened to the 15 minutes wasn't the problem. Yeah. Okay. When we say listener, we're not talking about ourselves. <laughs> we are not listening to it this podcast. It wasn't a consecutive 15 minutes either. I was skipping around. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, this is the Still Talking Podcast, or Reverent Industry Podcast, with Colton Zeno, myself, Brian, that's me, uh, Distilling Podcast. God, we're really good at this. Um, yeah, so we're we're back. We did an episode uh, that actually Zeno put out. Uh, <laughs> we're very proud of it. Uh, we hear that the audio, yet again, needs more work, which uh, we're diligently working on and by diligently we're all complaining at each other via text uh but we appreciate your patience with us and also we're going to do like a super hyper positive podcast today like that was zeno's idea which believe it or not that was fucking zeno's idea <laughs> you had things like you wanted to talk about that you liked about the industry and books and education and uh just do a quick short episode where we kind of share some of the resources we have really learned from and appreciate did i sum that up properly uh, no no i didn't i fucked it up that's fine yeah. you won't be able to listen to it anyway because you won't hear it i mean it's fine <laughs> you know <laughs> brian can you step inside my office because you're fucking fired <laughs> Um, oh thank the lord no i what what popped in someone asked me and i get this question i'm sure colton you get it a lot too uh brian you're worthless so you don't get any questions <laughs> accepted but but it's like hey do you have any good recommendations on books on so and so and it's not like you know eastern medicine it's always about distilling <laughs> obviously and I, you know, all the time I'm like, well, here are the books like I like and I've, or I've read or looked into. And I always say, but you have to be more specific, right? Like what's a good book on distilling? So I get that question so much. So I finally, I was like, all right, I made a list for this person that just asked me, like, I want to know more about brewing. And they said, I have, let's say, a good home brewer's level of understanding, which I have no fucking clue what that means. <laughs> so I recommend them books, and I figured we could talk about things like that that happens. Which are so should we that do like. it like – we should do it like the trends episode where you read your list and we right, say and you whether say, or not it, they came true. Come, did it come to fruition? <laughs> yep. Or will it? I'm going to start by saying I haven't read any of the books Zeno has, uh, but I'm sure they're all really good. Cool. I'm glad we're doing this, guys. This is really valuable for me. It's a good use of my time. <laughs> I will have follow-up questions that listener will find very valuable, I promise. In regards to – wait, what exactly did he say? I'm just going to read it. He said brewing – oh, I'm sorry. No, he said brewing chemistry textbook. So it was kind of specific, but I'm like, what are you trying to understand? Right. So I said, and Colton. Anything Bamforth has ever written. 
Yep. Dude, I literally said the second thing is anything from Charlie Bam fourth is worthwhile. Literally the second words I wrote. Yeah. Uh, the first one I wrote was like, because I assumed he was talking about whiskey. I said, look at the Ing Russell whiskey book. Um, I'm like, it's not ton in the mashing and it's really specific to malt and grain whiskey. But you'll get something out of it. Then I said, anything from Charlie Bamforth, specifically brewing microbiology. I said, I really like grapes versus grains just because it's fun. I said, and then I said, the Oxford Handbook of Food Fermentations, because you should understand that, you loser. <laughs> and I said... This, this, this person came to you for help. And this right, was your I response. Said, I mean, they sh- if they know Zeno, they should have expected this. I did not call him a character. loser at all. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> not to their face. Um, <laughs> he is now on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, pro- this person's probably a listener. And they're like, no longer am I a listener. Uh, no, it was a f- perfectly fine email back and forth, you fucking assholes. And then I said the um, Lollamond alcohol textbook. And then I said, if you look into the ICBD, there's some information there that's reasonable. So yeah, actually, you can join the uh, the IBD, and they have a ton of just information. You know, it doesn't cost that much to join it. I think it's a hundred bucks a year, maybe. Um, and then you can just search through all their resources, and it's like twenty years, and well, probably not twenty years, but. 10 years and, and all the sort of world brewers conferences they've had and, and all of that stuff. When I joined last year, I found it super useful just to kill some time. Yeah, I, I agree. Like there was, what I saw from the new content, it's laid out in a much more clear and concise way. Let's just say that. Now I will ad- advise everyone avoid the new content on distillery safety from IBD. <laughs> I know the guy that wrote it. Oh, Piece of shit. <laughs> right. Right. Just, just so we avoid any lawsuits, that is uh, opinion, <laughs> not necessarily uh, objective fact, but there you go. No, I can say it. it's objective. Colton wrote it and it's terrible. <laughs> It's terrible. Well, I was actually, my shout out to educational stuff, or in this case, reading material, uh, was going to be some of the stuff ACSA has put out for the safety, which Colton actually has been integral to that. Are you still the chair of that committee? For now, until they fire me. Yeah, there you go. Um, But there's some good stuff on ACSA for safety, so I recommend that. I don't specifically have any safety book recommendations, but... Um, you know, when you're talking about like actual education books, um, what was the level of education of this guy who asked you the question? Was he currently a distiller up, up and coming? Where was he at? Oh yeah, no, he has a distillery and he okay. has a decent amount of knowledge. It just was, he wanted to, I mean, he was very forthcoming with, he said like, of avid home brewers knowledge of, you know, brewing chemistry. And, you know, I kind of like. I read this in the middle of work and I'm like, oh yeah. So I just rattled off things off the top of my head. But the more I think about it, that's why I always said, I'm like, that's kind of a loaded question. Yeah. Like what, to exactly your point, 
I don't know his level of understanding. I'm like, well, where do we start, right? Like, do we start with biology? (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of my point is like, do we go to the fundamentals of fermentation? Like, is it, I mean, maybe there are certain universities that allow you to audit classes. Uh, Are there any courses that you would recommend? If someone is coming in, even with a base understanding of distillation, what courses, since you both have gone through an actual, uh, you know, university background education when it comes to distilling fermentation, what what would you recommend if someone has the time to sit down and audit some classes, either online or in person? What should they do? You can actually go on YouTube and watch the biochemistry class. Yes, Kevin A. took. Yeah, Kevin A. He's on. He's on YouTube. He looks a little bit like Doc from Back to the Future. Nice. And by a little bit, you mean a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was the hardest class we took, so we suggest starting there. Yeah, start Which there, and you'll be like, well, <laughs> fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. I literally told that Professor Kevin Ahern that I uh, – I know he's a listener. That's why I said his name out loud. Um, he's actually the one who asked you for the book list. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, man, I really, really hate your class. I was like, I literally looked him in the eye and I said that. I was like, I really hate it. However, I think I'm retaining some things. I did. Remember how bad you would do on those tests, Colton? Yeah, you'd get like four out of 20. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, I got that like was a, an A. I got like a 12% and it's like a B plus. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, and, you know, that, that actually, I did think his videos were great. Like, I'd watch the lectures over and over again and take notes. But, yeah, that, that's the, exactly the point, Brian, is I had no idea, like, at what level, like, what did you go to school for, right? And how much do you really want to know? Because do you need to know all that to be, to brew a good mash to make whiskey? Not necessarily, right? Right. But I do think that they're taking a good approach asking for, I need to learn more about brewing side than just looking at distilling books. Right. Right. Like I always suggest when someone asks me that, I almost always suggest the water book from the Brewers Association. Yeah, that is a good book. You know, no matter what you're doing, your water chemistry. whiskey or, or brewing, you should know water chemistry. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, that is a good point. Exactly. So that just it. There's always there's like, you can think about it and have a different conversation and recommend five different books every ten minutes. Right. But I hear you too. Is that okay? But I'm like, that's a loaded question. Are you doing on grain? Are you doing? Are you laudering? Right. How you're mashing, you're brewing, could be totally different if it's for distillation. Okay, this might be a loaded question too, but from kind of what you're saying, the best book someone is really going to want to go after is pure hard science, actually, you know, not taking any shortcuts. Is My question, I guess, is, is there any value in some of those quote-unquote home distilling books, do-it-yourself distilling, you know, the, the quick-fix distilling books where it basically shows you fermentation to distill it just in you know a couple short chapters is there any value in those kind of products have you ever read any of those books i think there's value in any information in the entire universe as long as you can do some critical thinking and differentiate that 
this information is backed up with facts or this one is backed up with feelings and but i do think there's something to learn from all of those sure i mean we were all on i I can't speak for colton but i probably can is that we were all on different forums and everything when you you're like a home brewer you're into making wine you're you're adi forums right how big was the adi forum 10 years ago homebrew talk yeah or I would spend hours looking at kegerator builds. Yep. <laughs> there are a bunch of different Reddit forums too. Right. And I'm not saying that that's not like go with the hard science, but know where your information is coming from. I guess that's kind of me saying like, maybe don't believe the YouTube video when they tell you the earth is flat. <laughs> right. Like it's not the same thing, but. The, the YouTube video where they say, the earth is flat, and this is how you make whiskey. Sure. One That's a great series. <laughs> Proper mash pH for an all malt is the earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to sneak it in there. Uh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, Brian, um, is there value in this? Yeah, I definitely think there's. Because... Sometimes you don't know who you're talking to. On the other hand of that, you could be talking to someone who is an industry professional that has, you know, is on that forum and they're giving you knowledge from experience. So some of the, some of the books I find most interesting now, uh, because I, I don't understand science, so I don't like to read it anymore. Uh, I've, I've learned that about myself. The earth uh, is so now flat. I look for books that are about yeah that are about flat Earth, yep. and sort of uh, I've been gravitating towards books that kind of talk about the history of certain types of spirits. So, you know, a few years ago I bought a book from the Russian Embassy of Minnesota when we were there for ACSA. I had some time to kill, and they had a museum, and there was a <clears throat> a book that was had been translated in 1997. I think it was written in 1943, all about the history of vodka. Um, And, you know, it doesn't go into deep science or anything, but it does kind of go into some of how the traditional mash bills sort of came about and, you know, why people liked, in Russia at least, why people liked using rye over potatoes. And that's because potatoes suck to work with. Yeah. Also, rye is an invasive species. It's like a weed. So, so yeah. weed vodka. There you go. Weed vodka. Weed vodka. That's what I meant by weed is marijuana. Cool. Are you high right now, Colton? <laughs> In Alabama? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. I think I think that raises a good point that essentially whatever books you're reading or whatever education you're getting, make sure to vet it with other people in the industry, right? Because it's possible that, you know, there's misinformation out there too. You mentioned some of those old forums, some of those old forums had some really bad information on them, but luckily there's usually people that were there to help kind of correct and check it. Um, but I, I've seen that a lot too, is someone will get into a conversation, spout something off and another person will be like, wait, back up. What are you saying? So I think that's useful to be, uh, willing to kind of share what you've learned and have it fact checked along the way. Yeah. Now, do do magazines provide any usefulness? Not most no, of the time. Anyway. Not a single Especially one. Especially for a quarterly magazine about yeah. the craft spirits industry. Ouch. Definitely not. 
Jesus, you know. Um, <laughs> no, actually, what made me think of that, you know, I told you I really I liked Paul's um, one of his articles because he wrote one on water too, didn't he? I didn't read that mm-hmm. one. Paul Hughes, yeah, yeah. I really liked it, and I used it as a training tool for one of the new guys. I was like, read this article, and then tell me practically what does this mean in the real world. And what publication was, a, was that? Was a fun act. Um, I think it is. Um, I know you're going to say ACSA the wrong one. Digital magazine. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> I'm not going to say the name of your magazine. What is? It? I don't even know the, the name one of you've magazine. written for before. You. What, Rick? what is it what is your magazine artisan spirit that's what it's called artisan spirit magazine the only magazine in existence this podcast is not brought to you by artisan <laughs> it's very spirit. specifically not brought to you by artisan spirit oh no seriously that meant so much to me when you said that was a useful article that thank you for that because you actually ghost wrote it no, God, no. No, it was good. Did you not hear the part where it was incredibly useful, Colton? I mean, the only time there's any value of anything I help write in the periphery is when Amanda writes it. So whenever she writes a letter from the editor, it's worth reading. Otherwise, yeah, feel free to skip it. No, Paul, it was talking about how volatility is has the inverse to concentration of alcohol for long chain alcohols. So really I said, put that in practical terms. What does that actually mean during our process? So that was too much for the person that I gave it to. So I said, (laughs) yeah, how new were they? (laughs) Yeah. I said, it was day one. (laughs) I said, okay, well read the article and then we'll talk about it. And then you can tell me. And that's what we did today. So it was fun. God damn, yeah. you're like a really good guy, you know. Uh, let's not get carried away. You're like a mentor. Holy shit. Let's <laughs> definitely not get carried away. <laughs> I'm it's a too mentor late, to no my, person. My respect and esteem for you has just skyrocketed. Yeah, no, well, it's your article. Oh, there's that positivity we were talking about. Are we just going <laughs> to suck each other's dicks this entire episode? Because I'm into it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to say no. I mean... Colin, get um, in here. <laughs> get in. Colin, you're really great. Um, we love you, man. I'm pretty upset that you're leaning away from technical books now, though, because... I've read them all. That's what I was saying. You're, you're going to make me feel sense. like more of a crazy person. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw out some side ones that uh, probably will have everyone's eyes glaze over, but read some uh, uh, business books. I know that's awful, but uh, Definitely you're actually... Not Right, I know, I know. I really don't. I just I'm going to keep interrupting you. So you I'm stop just seeing that is of great value. Now, I'm not even saying marketing books. Fuck that. But like actual business books. I'm, I'm even going to throw out this one. It's old. It's fucking cliche. But uh, Dale Carnegie, man, how to win friends and influence people. That's a solid book in terms of marketing business. Some of it's very cliche, but some of it's surprisingly pertinent even today. I read it like ten years. So Dale so Carnegie, maybe, Carnegie, oh, maybe not today. However you want to say it. Uh, yeah, read it 10 years ago. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Build the time. Read a technical book on how to build a time machine. Go back and learn how to make friends because you wasted like building a time machine. Yep. Now, and then you'll be able to influence them in the future, but not now. <laughs> You're fucked.
Well, so one new book that I just got that I'm not very far in, but seems pretty awesome. Harry is, Potter. Is Harry Potter. Batman Select a Quest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, I heard it while on the radio. I heard the guy giving an interview and he was talking about butyric acid. And I said, I'm buying this book. It sounds awesome. So it's uh, it's Nosedive by Harold McGee. And I actually, I brought it home with me uh, to my parents' house over Christmas. And my mom saw it and she said, oh my God, that guy I used, before the internet existed, I used his other book, which is food chemistry or something, uh, to answer all the questions. So this guy was the internet before Al Gore invented it. Uh, and he just wrote a book about you know, how aromatics work. That's cool. But so. that's technical. You just said you're not in technical books. Yeah, so you're a liar. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yes, it's true. Okay, exactly. fair enough. He's a liar. <laughs> yeah, keep that positivity coming. I, I was going to recommend the <laughs> Kister book, like the Kister series of books. Like Distillation, yeah. Deline, Distillation, yeah, Troubleshooting. Are... I'm like, but that's really heavy in chemical. Well, That's really heavy in... I found it much more towards like Chemical engineers, oil refinery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was somewhat useful, but you know, I, I even bought the troubleshooting one and that was yeah. your $15 million, you know, pump just blew out. What do you do? You go to the, the Amazon yeah. store for $15 million, $15 pumps. million dollar pump. Yep. yep. Duh. <laughs> Easy yeah. peasy. There's good information in there. It's again, it's how much information can you actually apply? Right. Yeah, so. exactly. You, those books aren't geared towards your craft distillery with advanced homebrew knowledge. No, if you have a continuous system, right, that's massive. That's a different story. I also, I have a book on perfumes actually that I tried to read. Uh, it was a little far out there. <laughs> was it like designing perfumes? Well, I mean, it's about, I mean, olfactory senses and just in different compounds. But I don't know. It's some French book that you remember my friend, Bill. Yeah. This isn't applicable to listener, but I have a friend. His name <laughs> yeah. is Bill. Yeah. Listener. Do you know yeah. Bill? Those are good, good people. <laughs> Yeah, I borrowed it off of him, and I've had it for like four years, and I've read like twenty pages. So now, have you made a perfume? Um, no. I said something. We were at the last ACSA judging. I said something. We were talking about oh, scentless deodorants, as one does at an event <laughs> like that. Obviously, because um, I'm big on scentless everything. Scentless perfumes. Scentless perfumes, exactly. <laughs> um, everything I have is scentless. I even have, same friend Bill makes me scentless soap that I use, like bar soap, which is great. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, Bill <laughs> is great. But yeah, so I did all the, all the scentless stuff, and I've been doing that for a really long time. And we were talking about this scentless deodorant in Nicole Austin. It's like, oh, yeah, I like this one. I'm like, yes, yeah, see, I'm not a crazy person. And then I kind of said, I'm like, I don't really like any smell that I'm not in some control of. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, how did the rest of the table react? <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to process, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they all thought I was insane. Yeah. Um, that does sound like the inner workings of a of a madman. Yeah, <laughs> we, you know what I mean by that. Like, I don't like scented candles. I mean, I guess I'm controlling that, but I'm not really controlling it. Is it like a stimulus thing? Do you feel overstimulated when you're like surrounded by like pungent, overprocessed uh, aromas? Yeah. Well, yeah, it does. It's like I'm overstimulated, and it, it makes me, I don't know, makes me nauseous and gives me a freaking headache. Like it just, yeah. It's I don't know. I'm like, why would why would anyone want to smell? like this and like they don't even know what this is it's not like they went up and grabbed honeysuckle all over their neck <laughs> if someone did that i'd be like wow you smell like honeysuckle and they went like well i rubbed honeysuckle all over my neck i'm like well that's almost reasonable i can understand it but that's not what people do colton does it with tito's he just pours tito's on him <laughs> every morning i sleep in a bed of cucumbers and melons <laughs> they're all rotting now but you know at one time still it was morning. nice that's yeah. just what you call Devin. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Me. Rotting cucumbers and melons. Um, so this whole scent thing really came back to bite me just minutes before we hopped on this podcast. As Alyssa was like, ooh, I got hand mask, which is a weird statement in and of itself. <laughs> Do you control the smell of the hand mask? Yeah, I'm like, some weird stuff's going to go down. And then I didn't know what she was talking about. She's like, my hands are so dry. I'm like, oh. So it's like gloves with lotion in them, which is what it was. And she was going to do it. I'm like, no, wait until I'm recording because I know it's going to smell really bad. <laughs> and then she touched me with her hand, and it was like razor blades were on sandpaper. And I was like, oh, my God, you need to deal with that right now. These are the driest hands I've ever felt in my life. But then she put the gloves on, and much to my dismay, it was exactly as I had thought. It was just the smelliest, like, floral, gross, fake. I'm like, oh, my God, I hate this so much. I can even smell it, and I'm, like, three rooms away. I can still smell Your it. Your poor wife. Your poor wife. Your hands are horrible. Fix it. Oh, my God, the smell. <laughs> I made her go sit on the other side of the room. <laughs> All of this monster. is true. I swear. To I know. This is not a joke at all. We're not playing this part up at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, there's that. a bunch of educational things that are great. <laughs> out there. Um, no, I, I like the perfume uh, uh, kind of aside. That was a nice touch, actually. There, that, that actually brings up a good point that there is good education that's not necessarily just distilling. So that's a good point. Yeah, Colton and I get a lot of, like, we get a lot of food science and cooking books. I love food science and cooking books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was that What was that one that you got? I think you got it for both of us. It was the... The Noma Guide to Fermentation. Yeah, Noma, exactly, yeah. It's a pretty neat book. Um, we yeah. won't talk about it. We'll just have a listener look it up. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll be honest, but, I can't talk about it. I haven't read it. I have it, but I have nothing to say about it because I haven't opened it. It's one of those books you're like, this is great. I need time to get into this. And then, and then a pandemic hits and you run out of time. <laughs> and then your wife's wearing fucking smelly gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Hands are made of razor blades. Hands are made of razor blades. 
you know, I wasn't just, I didn't want to make this just about books. It was like, there's lots of things we like that are useful. Um, so since we're sticking with positivity, I really love the community yeah. of, of the industry. That is, honestly, that's why I love the science of alcohol and production of alcohol to begin with. It's more of the, I love the social aspect of it. And, you know, how you connect with someone over a drink or what they're drinking or what they're into or how they get excited about it. Or as simple as like, hey, hey, can I grab you a beer? I love that aspect of it. And that rings true to the people that choose to do this for a profession. They kind of embody that spirit. I made a pun there. Um, (laughs) Thought it was funny. It was good. It was good. No, you're right. I mean, one of the things that we really missed out on last year was the actual conventions because the conventions, I mean, yes, there's the social aspect, there's the getting together over drinks, but the seminars are great. Like I get a ton of information from the seminars. We do a lot of follow-up articles because of the quality of education in those seminars. So, you know, in terms of education, I really enjoy those. Just as an aside, you can find all those seminars on ACSA's website. Yeah, are those all behind? Those are behind the membership paywall, though, right? Yes, you do have to be a member. So that is, there you go. ACSA plug for you. I would highly recommend that, too, because the fact that those are available, those those are great. Like you don't have to go in person. If you can be, it's great. Cause then you get like Zeno said, the personal follow-up of the community, which I mean, that's fantastic too. the communities that are online. Um, but having access to a resource like that with ACSA, definitely check those out. I, I dig the conventions. I'm super excited to get those back this year, but yeah, Zeno's right. The community is badass. We get like just the random people that call and text you to talk about things or to ask questions or I had a distiller the other day. He's talking about going back in to school to get his CPA still distilling, but he wants to add to his education. And we talked about that for a half an hour. I mean, that's the industry is just full of people who are like incredibly hungry to grow their knowledge. So he wants to go to be an accountant. That yeah. sounds miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, it's not my bag, but I'm glad he's excited about it. He's like two credits away. You know what my razor hand wife does for a living, right? Is she an accountant? Yeah, she's not an accountant. (laughs) Did you just say she's a nautical accountant? A nautical accountant. (laughs) Yeah, she works on submarines exclusively. (laughs) This hatch is all wrong. Uh, Okay, I think. That's all I got. I guess the only other thing we can mention too is, and we should talk about it in the next podcast, but I will uh, s- um, selfishly promote next podcast that we've got a new, dr- or a new, um, I can't fucking talk. Uh, we've got a new publication coming out that we'll announce hopefully this week, but we'll talk about it some more next week, which kind of ties in with what we're talking about here in terms of education, education and resources. So Zeno can ignore another thing that he will probably help uh, put out too. <laughs> Brian, why did I spend like 36 minutes and 57 seconds trying to set you up for this plug? And now, <laughs> and now you're just it? fucking cock teasing me. <laughs> like, oh, I know, and the worst part is by the time this episode comes out, the press release will probably already be out. So it absolutely <laughs> is a completely unnecessary cock tease. Uh, but I am hedging my bets just in case. Well, I mean, I have to post that other episode first anyway so you got at least 
10 to 350 days. <laughs> That's true. This will be out in 2025. I don't know how this past episode, wait, uh, we should grunt in final thoughts, right? We should do that. I'm going to have a lot of editing to do in this episode. I said <laughs> Just... a lot of very stupid things. All the stuff about my wife is definitely staying in. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it should mainly be an episode about your wife and her hands. <laughs> Educational yeah. and positive. I'm telling you, I've never felt drier hands in my entire life. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with her. There's something seriously wrong with her. Um, okay. Uh, final thoughts, since it's we're the positivity episode and we're doing things that we like, what is a spirit, since it's also a distillation podcast, we should be on brand, what is a spirit that you've had in the last three months since you know we haven't done this that you really are like, oh, man, this is awesome? Is it new? Is it something you went back to? Um. Well, when I got to my parents' house in the middle of December, uh, my dad had unearthed from the basement a actual handle of old Granddad Bottle of Bond, mm. which I don't nice think that they bottle anymore. But nice move. It tasted the same as the liter bottle I'm currently drinking, but it was <laughs> 0.75 times bigger. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Um, cool, Brian. What about you? Uh, I just had over the holidays a bottle of Westward's uh, American Single Malt. That's out of uh, Portland, Oregon. And that was, it was pretty damn good. It was really, really fucking good. Did you finish it? No, I've still got about half left. Oh. It's not that good then. My my family is not particularly f like into drinking. Like I oh, can get my kids. mom. What is this? What is this? <laughs> family, Brian? I'm talking about. You. Oh, I'm sorry. Just me. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I am showing my uh, uh, my poor teetotaling ways. I I drink. I just don't drink that much. I know it's weird. Uh, I'm a big guy in the industry, and I don't outside of conventions. I just don't drink that much. Like I'll have. Honestly, a bottle will last me easily six months. Yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Colton and I can definitely finish a bottle of old granddad in one day. Yeah, night. I know. I know. I'm the weird one. I'm sorry. God, peer pressure. No, you're I'm going to go chug it right now. Not, yeah, I'm peer pressuring you to be an alcoholic. But I liked how you said real positive. Like, my family isn't aren't big drinkers. Like I'm thinking, like your kids are taking a nip of Westward Single Malt. <laughs> I met like my parents because it was over Christmas, so I took it home and opened it like with my family, and I could barely get anyone to try it just because I don't know. I love my family, but yeah, they're 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 pretty stodgy when it comes to the booze. What do they put in the eggnog? Uh, eggnog. Egg Who actually drinks eggnog? <laughs> I have a funny eggnog story, actually. I uh, We order groceries online, and they are delivered to our house like we live in the future, uh, or a <laughs> pandemic. So one of those two things. And for whatever reason, during the holidays, they gave us like a, you know, a carton of eggnog. And I was like, what the hell? I didn't order this. And I was like, oh, yeah, eggnog. I'm like, wait, I don't even know if I like eggnog or if I've ever had eggnog. <laughs> well, well, what? You, you don't know if you've ever had eggnog? 
No, why would I drink eggnog? Because you're an American with Christmases. How do you not have eggnog? I don't celebrate Christmas. Oh, there you go. I mean, if I had my druthers, I wouldn't celebrate Christmas. I do very <laughs> much celebrate Christmas. <laughs> but, you know, things that but bring not people with joy. <laughs> but people that bring things people joy are not really my bag. Um, That's fair. That's honest. Okay. Yeah, that puts it in perspective. Fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I hadn't had it. Or I, if I had, I didn't remember. But it was very, very bland. And I was like, I'll put rum in this. Then it just tasted like bland stuff with rum. So that's my take on eggnog. Wait, did you put your your rum in it? No. I was going to say, that does not sound good. No, that does not sound good at all. <laughs> yeah. Those are very different flavors. We're really, we're really selling this rum that I didn't even. <laughs> right, yet. right. Hard. Is, is that was this all a setup? The final thoughts for you talking about your own rum? Is that what? No, you not had at recently. All. That was I mean, really good. Just, that's genius. You just sidetracked me with eggnog and how benign it is. Um, no, I do have a spirit. Is it's a Claren that Brett Pontani sent me that i asked for it's the uh vival but it's aged like 39 months in a sherry completely in a sherry cask so it's like the most weird esoteric thing and i was like well i'm like i bet you this isn't even gonna be very good like it's clarin so i could go either way on that and its entire life aging was in a sherry cask, and I'd look at the color, and I'm like, ugh. And like most things in my life, I made a snap judgment, <laughs> and I was wrong. I was like, oh, man, this is actually pretty good. It's actually it's somehow in balance, if that makes sense. So that one, uh, it made me think, at least. I don't know if it's the best spirit I've had in that arbitrary three months that I said to name something in, but... Uh, it's definitely made me think about things. All right. Positive and then, things. And then you put it in your eggnog. And then I put it in my eggnog and it totally <laughs> ruined my eggnog. <laughs> really makes you think. Yeah. And with that, we're out. I uh, love you, dummies. All right.